Um, I can do something. Abby, it better be amazing. I'm expecting. It's not gonna be amazing, but I have something. Is all right. Fifty percent amazing. Uh, sure. All right. Do you have something that's more than fifty percent amazing? Because you could get me back. I wouldn't be mad. No, I'm probably like at thirty percent amazing. I'm mad no matter who brings it back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hi, I'm Paul. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Abby, and welcome to Three to Beam Up. Today we'll be talking about Season 1, Episode 19, Tomorrow is Yesterday. question do you think anyone who worked on this episode has ever read a time travel story of any kind <laughs> because i have serious doubts i know episode. it is and i usually really love dc fontana episodes and this one i just was like sitting there the whole time every time they brought up something about time travel i was just like have you ever read anything or have any of your characters ever read anything about time travel? Because it is, you know, the 22nd century or whatever. And, like, don't you think that someone on the Enterprise would have been like, I've read some time travel stories in my day. And, you know, we seem to find ourselves in one. So here are some <laughs> things we should do. And here are some things we should avoid. Oh, do you mean, like, the time that Kirk just, like, tells that guy everything about living in the 23rd century? And lets him on the bridge? <laughs> and lets him just wander yeah, around? Yeah, made that bed. He I, definitely like, made that bed. He, like, gave him quarters and stuff and then didn't put someone outside of his quarters? Like, I don't understand. Not you to... should have a guard you should have someone is on your ship that doesn't live there like (laughs) okay not to mention if you're gonna travel back in time in like a culture maybe you should wear a disguise right (laughs) like why did they go into the base i'm getting ahead of ourselves but why did they go into the base in their uniforms wouldn't have been a good idea especially after they captured someone with the native uniform on right all they had to do was borrow both either of christy or christopher's or the the mps like all you had to do was borrow some clothes well while we're or in costume, them, costume or corner them. those berets were amazing and it looked like a cross between i don't know like a french artist and like a nazi uniform i love oh it. well that was that's just air force at the time like, but i loved it that's fine but i mean and also why didn't they just beam down into the room they needed well, no. Okay. So wait, no. That's a good question because <laughs> guys, um, we have missed like three quarters of the episode. I know. Right I'm skipping ahead. We're going back to it. But they asked uh, Captain Christopher if he knew the Beeman coordinates, and he said yes, and then he gave it to them. How does he know the Beeman coordinates? It's no, very he, true. He, there he, are like, many drew a, they, He said that he knew the base, so he presumably drew a. a rough map of the base and then from you know they're above it they're in air they could say well this is this would map to where this is right so mm. yeah so why didn't they go get them the a schematic they needed? you know maybe he <laughs> got it close he was drawn it freehand right he didn't have like cad autocad he was he, i don't know he was, was just, just sketching it on the back of an envelope 
All right. Okay. So you want to start at the beginning? Let's start at the beginning. The opening was actually interesting. I actually had to check and I rechecked to make sure it was actually Star Trek that I clicked. Because I wasn't (laughs) sure. Because so few of them. 60s TV show. Yeah. Start with something that's not the Enterprise. What random random 60s TV show could this have been? (laughs) It could have been. I mean, I Dream of Genie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would have been a. I mean, it could be later stuff. Could have been an A-team episode. True. See? Lots could of things. things. Could have been a, uh, any any range of spy shows. Um, but yeah, it's a good opening. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it's opening. So, you know. The, the radar officer, the single radar officer sitting in a room with, like, a guy doing paperwork seemed a little far-fetched, but. <laughs> yeah, well. Like, the weakest radar station. Well, um, I don't think they had a lot of budget, money for budgets. No, for it was a pretty, like, that base was not the best uh, set I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was maybe a repurposed, uh, like, high school hallway. There's, like, a drinking fountain. There's a trophy case. There's a bulletin board. Yeah, the, uh, the trophy case. Um, <laughs> there's a tr- There was a trophy on the bottom shelf that... I was trying to figure out what it was. My guess was that it was a baseball trophy. It kind of showed a guy like with his I arms mean... up. It could have been like a mitt in one hand. I was really trying to figure out what other sort of trophy it would be other than a baseball trophy. They have like team, like intramural kind of teams in it's the a pretty big trophy. in Army, Air Force. Yeah, but why were half the, the trophies with a plane on them? <laughs> well, that would be Best. like I don't think they. Best. I don't think the Air Force like competes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying i think it's just some high school hallway you guys <laughs> uh, it looked too cheap even for a high school hallway like it looked like walls on a soundstage is what it looks like but then why would i have a drinking fountain we're already we're already deep into give the it verisimilitude <laughs> boy well so the enterprise shows up right and it's a good reveal of they don't show you what happened they just say oh we we're flying towards a black star and then blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. I wrote it down. A black star of high gravitational attraction dragged the ship towards it. And then the whiplash propelled them into a time warp backwards. Yeah, they, like, had to fire their warp in reverse or something, which I don't know if that's different. The whiplash um, propelled them into a time warp backwards, you guys. It makes perfect sense. So, in terms of, like, you don't okay, think about it. It doesn't make any sense. Also, um, <laughs> no. I don't know if what a black star it's is. It's like Superman um, turning the earth backwards. I looked, well, I looked up what a black star is because I didn't know what it was either. And did you read that? I would, I would assume it's a neutron star, but. I don't know. It was something like um, like the black hole equivalent of a star. Uh, a black hole is a black hole equivalent of a star. I'm just quoting you what the internet told me. <laughs> okay, let's be honest, though. Who cares? None of it sure. is true. The, the... <laughs> it won't work. And it's just a device to get them back in time. <laughs> All right, we should actually find one. Time on it. I'm oh, okay with it. It's a theoretical it. alternative to a black hole concept from general relativity. Okay, so my my wonder was if it was just something that had fallen out of. Uh, yeah, it's probably not used anymore. Um, in any case, that's not the important part, right? Because it is just it's a um, it's whatever it's a it is. It's a device. Yeah. I think it's matter. if you compare the front end where they're like, how did they get here? And you're like, yeah, whatever. They're not dwelling on it. And then you compare the back end where they get back and they dwell on it for a long time. The back makes a whole lot less sense than the front. That is true. True story. Um, and Slingshot it, effect. It's a thing. Well, yeah, because it's like, 
well, there's a lot of questions about the first half. Like, you know, um, wouldn't they pick up a huge gravitational anomaly? Wouldn't they you know, avoid it before it pulled them in? Right, gravity gravity falls off at distance. Um, <laughs> why would they end up back at Earth? All these questions, blah, blah, blah. They there many, many questions. Things. Why are the computer screens clearly poster board? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but then later when they're like, oh, well, we'll just fly around the sun and do it. That we'll get back to that, but that makes much much less sense. Um, so they get there. There's a ship. Well, they get there, and, and they're very they're not confused for very long. No, they do figure it out pretty quick, right? Um, and this is a plot device, right? There's lots of episodes of, of Star Trek, but a lot of episodes of other shows where like they'll get sent back to Earth, and then one of the things uh, what Uhura says is like, "Hey, the Starfleet channel's not there." Um, we're not getting anything. We're getting this other weird frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not picking up like any ships in orbit. I'm not picking up any satellites. You know, all these yeah. sorts of things. City on the use. edge of forever. For sure. To, to pick up like all these different things. Um, and so it's pretty easy for them to, to piece that together, I think. And they do it well. But um, why did they tractor beam the, uh, the fighter? I think it was so that they, it wouldn't fire on them. <laughs> If I remember correctly, it's like they might fire something at us, nuclear or blah, 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 and it may damage us and that's right. we won't be able to repair ourselves because well, we're not in our time so I and that's look a problem. Because that I don't think that, okay, why would a fighter carry they wouldn't. air-to-air nukes? They would not. <laughs> right? So I is, think it was more their ignorance of the time that was period my thought. That, is kind of how I thought they kind of treated it. That they would assume that. Oh, is that what that was a fighter supposed would to be? Have it. I think so. Because I really if it was do. like a, a, a warbird, a Romulan warbird or a, a Klingon warbird or something, then they would assume that they have nukes. Um, so they'd probably just be projecting onto that and thinking, okay. oh, well, it's a it's a ship, so it must be able to nuke us. But yeah, that would definitely not be the case that a, a fighter would have. Yeah, super not. For, They're for not so, have so, so many reasons. Um, but yeah, Well, maybe they were extrapolating from like, I don't know, they know like... Um, you know, like the atomic bombing was from a plane. Sure, right? It could be a so. Therefore, planes carry drop. atomic bombs. Sure, <laughs> or something. But the difference between when you were going to drop and when you were going to fire air to air, and that they would have to worry about being able to dodge, right, is is pretty different. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think. Like, what would I know? Like, going back 300 years. Well, so there's a lot of good questions about that of what they like would the know. 1710s. Oh, yeah, when they go and try to get the like the tape or whatever, oh, the, the photographs of what, and I'm just like, how would they know what to take? How do right. they know what a dark room is? How do they right? know? There what, are many questions. They would walk into that room and be like, okay, where's the computer? Computer, where are the files? Computer. And oh, like how Scotty does computer, in whatever right? movie. Yeah, that I is. was like, why? Yeah. Why did they send Sulu oh, yeah. and Kirk? Like they should have sent a historian. Yeah, the historian yep. and like the archivist. Oh man, what's that guy from? Uh, oh, the the holodeck episode, the first holodeck episode that we hated, Abby. Oh. Oh, what was his name? Um. <laughs> I hated him so much. Wait. The the character or the wait the um. I can't get there. Can't it was a there. big goodbye, right? It's a big goodbye, and it was... Oh, yeah. You know, you hate that episode. I love that episode. No, I love the episode. I hated the guy. Remember, they brought back a oh. historian. Oh, yeah. That guy. Oh, shoot. I forget his name, too. He was awful. He was, Wait, he was why awful. can't I think of who this is? 
his name's not important, I think, is the problem. No, it really isn't. He's mostly a red card, like a red card. <laughs> red red <shirt>. card. <laughs> he gets a wow. red card. Wow. His red name is Waylon. From me. Waylon. Wow, I am Waylon. That's it. <laughs> that's Waylon. it. Um, oh, that monster. Waylon. It's fine. Anyway. We can continue off our, that path. That path needs to end, probably. Ugh. Yeah, can... so why, why were we talking about Waylon? Because you hate, because they talking... need a historian. Oh, that's right. We need a historian. Yeah. Like, badly. So, um, yeah, a historian would have been great here. Yeah, literally anyone help would have been helpful. And that may have given it a bit more plot as well yeah. to well, be useful. If, if, if any of the three of us went back into that room and tried to figure out how to use those computers, we would be completely no it would be so lost it would just be <laughs> like i don't another 200 years well yeah and it would just be like i'd just be like take all the tapes i don't know which ones so just take all of them i, just I don't like, know just, just torch the room well yeah imagine yeah, like, going back to like the 1710s <laughs> and trying to do anything like seeing any random piece of equipment right yeah <laughs> yeah it would it would not go well it super would not go well i don't i don't understand it's it's it wouldn't go well. Time travel in general, unless you know a lot about the period that you're going back to, yeah. it's probably it's not, not a good. great plan. All right. Well, speaking of, they really need a temporal prime directive, like they have in later. Oh man, series. this is why we have time cops. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's what? I forget which series it is that they actually um, comment on how much trouble DS Kirk and the Enterprise cost. I'm pretty sure travel. DS9 they do. Well, yeah, in Voyager, it it's all Voyager that causes yeah, the trouble. I think Voyager, they have time cops, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, because Big there's a whole time. season, right? There's a whole season where it's all about time travel, right? Yeah, they the Voyager ha- makes so many mistakes and problems for them. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there's lots of problems. Again, time cops do exist, and they should be all up on this. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we can presume that they are fixing this for years to come. Well, so it, okay, back to the point that we made right at the start. They crush this guy's plane on accident they're like oh here let me just hold it oops i crushed it um they beam the guy up and then yeah like you said kirk just starts telling him everything like oh hey well okay he doesn't start he says we'll decide what to tell you right when he first gets on the pad in a very rational way and then he gets him in the hallway and he's like hey uh you've ever been to the future before buddy like (laughs) would you like to know about our our spaceship that's in space right now um well, the first thing he does is see a woman, and then freaks out about that. <laughs> oh, he doesn't. Right. To be fair, he doesn't freak out. He's just confused. That's true. Actually, I thought it was kind. Of, that moment wasn't that bad, especially. No, I actually kind of liked that. Yeah, and then Kirk just starts telling him everything, right? And well, so speaking of, so he gets to the bridge and he freaks out because he sees Spock. Is Spock really that disconcerting? I mean, he as he is emblematic of. Um, the idea Otherness. that we're not alone in the universe. Yeah. I guess, to me, he just looks like a person with like long ears. But if, right, if, if Spock came and knocked on your door and it's like, I am from another planet, <laughs> that now fundamentally changes the your world, right? Right, so, and he's already kind of been through a lot yeah, getting beamed out of his ship. And I like, guess. I, mean, I think I'd just be like, just you're a normal thing. person who's had surgery. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He's, he's already on a spaceship. Cosplaying. 
<laughs> yeah, the fact that he's on a spaceship is what would be the backdrop. But but um, yeah, why they let him on the bridge in the first place? Has he as figured I brought out he's on a spaceship at that point, though? I think Kirk tells them in the hallway. They've told him that they're from the future. Yeah, Kirk basically is like, we're from the future. Uh, and Kirk is such an you know, idiot. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, well, no, again, no one on this show has ever read any science fiction. Yeah. Not ever. Abby, how many, because... how, many, how many time travel stories do you think you've read in your life? In my Ballpark, life? Ballpark. But I don't even know. <laughs> Plus the hundreds. amount of like, like Doctor more than Who 50. I've watched. Like, okay, I that's fair. Know. Okay. Yeah. There's too much. There's, but even if you don't read it a lot, like it's still part of the culture and has been for a very long oh, time. And like even even Christopher should have been like, oh, time travel. Ooh, this is gonna get tricky. <laughs> and he seems so mad about everything. Oh, and boy, I'm just like, like... I, if I had been like, if it had been me, and I get beamed up into a thing, and they're like time travel, I'd be like, huh, interesting. I wonder what rules we're playing by. How this works? What paradoxes are going to happen? I'm like, is this? Are we in a circular time? Well, like, is it that? Like, what kind of time travel are we talking? Also, obviously, I can never go home unless we have a way to fix that. Or, yeah, you need, like, a, like, you need a Men in Black uh, pen, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, like, I'm like, unless they can erase my memory, they can't send me home because so obviously now I know too much. You show up on like, the teleporter pad. Do you just immediately would just cover your ears, close your eyes, and start like la la la, send me back. <laughs> don't tell me anything. <laughs> I don't, don't know. I might. Well, that I would, would be have a good strategy, right? Time travel first. Yeah, like because yeah, that's a fair strategy. Because I yeah, I I don't want to be like sucked out of time weeping angel style. Like it would be terrible. But to be fair, Spock comes to that conclusion oh, pretty quickly. I mean, I do think we're going to make lots of Doctor Who references. Chelsea, have you ever watched Doctor Who? I have watched some, but not many. Okay. Oh, there's going to be so much Doctor Who. Anyway. Anyway, Spock is the voice of reason. He says that yes, Captain always. Christopher can't return to Earth. Kind of, but then he does other stuff. Like, Spock yeah, definitely reveals lots of information in, in his presence, too. Maybe he just is already well, assuming and that how he's does Spock make the, the contribution with like not thinking to check like about his oh, kids. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. He would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. He would have done that. Also, yeah, like, that's one of the things Spox does. He's, he comes up to the guy. He's like, "Yeah, I checked. You're not important at time." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That was hilarious. It was also very character accurate. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> like you do not hurt the time stream. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, dear. But then, really, he forgot to like check for his children. Ugh. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. It was a it was a poor writing choice. He wouldn't have forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, McCoy could have done that, right? Yeah, yeah. and it would have made more That's sense. True. It would have made way more sense. Well, while so, we're in that part of the episode, um, do you want to talk about the computer malfunction? Why was that in there? No That's one. That's a knows. weird one. Is that the first time? Um, uh, Luxwana, what is her name? Um, Majel. Yeah. Um, is voice in the computer? Is no, that... she's do she does it the whole time. Okay. She always does it. She, hey, well, yeah. I, I knew she does it, you know, that's uh, hers is the voice I think of for the computer, but I didn't know if this was an early enough episode that this is how they put it no, in. No, she's always voiced the computer. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. what I thought. I just, I, I also have this note about, I'm like, the computer bit, I don't understand why it's here. It does It seems very out of place. Well, and the fact that it's, like, they said that they gave it a personality, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It really starts to raise some questions about, is the computer a computer? Is the computer an AI? Yeah, which is a whole other thing. Um, However, I did think that Majel had a, it sounded like Majel had a great time oh, yeah, recording yeah. those. <laughs> yeah. 
That's for sure. Yes. Uh, it yes, was cringeworthy did. for other reasons. It was super, yeah. The explanation was, was super annoying. I was very angry about it. Except like, that mm. it's a planet of all female like computer engineers. I did like that. Yeah. I liked I liked the matriarchal society. That was cool. But then they made it weird and that made me angry. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, and it was just layering on extra stuff on an episode that already had a lot of stuff. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. It felt like something from another episode that they couldn't figure out what to do it with. Did, didn't it Boy. seem kind of like like it was supposed to be like a comedy the whole episode, like The Trouble there were, with Tribbles? Oh man, it's a comedy of errors in the middle. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. It seemed like it they were felt, trying really a, to make it funny. This whole episode is just kind of weird. Like, it just doesn't flow that well. It, it, there, it seems a little bit all over it's the clunky. place tonally. Yeah. It, it's just weird. It's a weird episode. When, when he is using the computer, he keeps like ending sentences and then saying "compute." Right? <laughs> Why is he doing that too? I thought that was exceptionally dumb. But yeah, um, they don't do that much after that. <laughs> he does. He said it once or twice before, where he'll say like, <laughs> "The thing I always give him." Um, crap for it, the like is it possible that you know blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> i mean anything's possible but yes so anyway yeah. they they realized that this guy is important and then they realized <laughs> they have to go down and get is the important, tapes his unborn son like, is important. but they have to go down and get the tapes and the, the pictures and blah 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 um, yeah after that like weird med bay sick bay well they also say that you know in terms of his life being normal from here on out, their solution is, we'll get rid of all the evidence. Uh, but he's already radioed this into the tower. And he's like, they're like, well, they'll just think you're crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to change the rest of his life. Um, yeah. Like, he's not going to get written up for this or get a psych eval to keep flying. Um, right. There are many things. So, so speaking of, what, why does Christopher start to help them? Is it because he's going to just try to make his escape? I think I'm that's, not. I'm not sure. That's a possibility. Okay. It is. It's. It seems like for a little while he like. I don't understand why he ever kind of goes against them, because it, I, I. It just doesn't make sense to me. They're like they're going to send him home, but they have to like fix things first, which makes sense to me. So I never understand why he's uh, like. I don't. Think it, I don't think it's clear that they're always going to send him home. Oh, it is though. Um, Remember, because it's always after Spock says he's like, "We have to send him back because of oh, and after this, that part, his son's sure. not born." Yeah, and like th- he attacks them while they're on planet. Like he's like, "I'm not going back. Blah, you can't make me." And and they've already like explained to him because they've explained way too much to him <laughs> that they're like, "We'll send you back, but we have to do it this way so that it makes sense for your time and we don't screw up the timeline and blah 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 blah." And in that case, I'm gonna go, "Yeah, that makes sense, totally." Maybe, Absolutely. Maybe he's Let's having as that. much trouble following the plot as as. I mean, that's fair. But again, I go back to my no one in this episode has ever read time travel. Oh, they do also tell him that he'd be useless in the future, right? <laughs> in Med Bay, it's like, why would he be useless in the future? Like, he'd no, he is a pilot. He could He'd probably be a learn great to... historian, which is highly valued in the future. Sure. Yeah. He yeah, there are many things. First hand knowledge of, yeah. Hmm. It's, it's way worse to have future people in the past than it is to have past people. In I the know. Future. And then Bones like, can he be retrained? He's, I mean, he is like already a pilot, right? <laughs> like... Yes. He is a human being. <laughs> like, yeah. Could they train him to do any job in the future? He's like in his late thirties. In a society with no money. Yes, they could do that. 
And Kirk is just like, no, I don't think so. Oh, man. No, it'll never work. It's too too much boats. It's too much. So I feel like this episode even, I don't remember what things go in what order anymore. Because it all just seems to. Well, we've gotten everything pretty much in order. At this point, they they go to guard at some point, right? Yeah, now yeah, they do get the girl, which is another plot episode point where you're just like, why is this happening? Which, once again, my biggest question: Why do they not wear disguises? Sure. Yes, it's so true. They could so have dressed true. up like a higher up military person, and it would have been fine. Because that, like, is the, how they're caught like six times. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No one thought this through. This was not a good plan. No. Once they get that guard, too, they just kind of leave him there, right? They just jam him in the corner. <laughs> yeah, they just leave him in the transporter room with Leslie. Make him chicken soup. Hanging out, making soup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you guys read on Memory Alpha that the reason that there's, like, a replicator added to the transport room that scene is because they didn't have any money to have either someone else bring him soup or to bring him to the mess hall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Classic. I was like, that sounds about right. I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. There are like 19 transporter effects. <laughs> Why not? Yes, yeah, so I think that's the episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we got to talk more well, about this mission on there's Earth. There's the like interrogation scene oh, and yeah. stuff that Ugh. is weird and mildly pointless. Well, and what's up with the thing that opens the locked doors? Um, well, it's the sonic screwdriver. Yeah, it's a sonic screwdriver. <laughs> could be a sonic um what was the other one? Oh, well there's lots of... no no other time lords had other uh oh yeah other sonic things yeah but yeah but yeah no it's a sonic and that's what it is yeah i'm fine with it we'll yeah with they that. sneak around for like 20 minutes without saying anything and they're terrible at it <laughs> <laughs> it's seriously like a quarter of the episode is them just like going from room to room on their tippy toes with music in the background it is ridiculous. I do like that Sulu kind of disappears, though. That's fun. Yeah, he gets beamed up. Too. It's it's just it's just kind of funny because the because I like that bit. I just thought it was funny. Well, that was one of the things I thought was funny. Another think... question: Is that how an Air Force sergeant would respond by just like completely freezing? Oh yeah, that's a good question. The the guard. Like... Yeah, and like letting him like his weapon be taken. There, there are many questions yeah. in this episode. I feel like that if are... you're an Air Force sergeant, like you don't just freeze. <laughs> you're trained for things. Yeah, you especially know if you're responses. a guard, right? If you are guarding the base. Um, yeah, I think I thought that actor was not directed well. <laughs> no, was, like he did fine strain. for what he was supposed to do. Like his acting was fine for what he was told to do in the scenes. But yeah, no, as an as an MP on a military base, no, it was it was that was not what sense. they would have done. <laughs> I also I kind of applauded, and by applauded I mean made fun of mentally the fight scene between Kirk and the guards. The oh my god, I have a note about that too. I oh, have yeah. I. <laughs> I literally have a note that's like, this fight scene is a bit much. What is this choreography? <laughs> it was some weird, like, balletic fight scene. It was so odd. Like, he jumped, like, he, like, gets up on the door frame and he lifts his legs and then he does, like, a jeté over the purse. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> that's why they couldn't afford uh, somebody to bring soup. Yeah. They had a they had a really fancy uh, actual like ballerina come in and choreograph the fight scene. She was related to someone that you know really like she needed a job, and they're like, "You can do a fight scene, right? Yeah, sure, totally. It'll be beautiful." 
A lot of people are knocked out by being punched or karate chopped in this episode also. It's true. Oh, sure. Also, and Spock does a Vulcan pinch twice. Mm-hmm. Twice. It was amazing. Yeah. So I think, I mean, if we shift to the end of the episode, <laughs> we're going to need a whole <laughs> bunch of time. Um, we're already at the end because we're at Kirk's interrogation, oh, no, I, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's not much in the middle no. that's worth talking about. No. Um, what is... Okay, how do you understand what happens at the end? I don't. <laughs> how do they fix this? I do not know because it doesn't make any sense to me. Because if they're... Because it, it, it goes you... back... Again, I'm returning to my no one has read science fiction. Sure. Because... There's so many ways you can do time travel, right? Like, you can do time as a loop and, you know, everything that happens is going to happen. You can do kind of time as a straight line for everyone. So if you go back to the past and then go back to the future, you know, you stop and, like, you go back and whatever. There's so many ways to do this. This way makes no sense at all. Like, they beam them back into their own body, question mark? But they they don't have the same memories. Memory of what they did. Like... So the only dead. way that, that makes sense. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the, I mean, the, only way... the selves that lived for a day or two, they're not alive anymore. Right. The only way this makes sense is if they go back in time and they either beam out again. They trade people is kind of what this. Sure. Or they go back. They do like kind of reset time. And then the there are two versions of people like that's the only way it, it makes any sense the beam into the uh, the person that they were does not make any sense at all no because yeah. that I does do not, not literally it. happen anywhere else yeah no, it, it doesn't make any sense like i don't know how you would do that you would put two people in one in one body that would explode them oh it no would wait not go well. except for when they're trying to make mere regular kirk and kirk two into one kirk well, but yeah, they, but that they was that was a different. Them into thing. each other, they put them no. on the pad at the same time. Right, right. It was a whole other thing. They, this uh, was they like Jeff Goldblum to fly the, uh, them. Yeah, <laughs> they these they were teleporting into themselves, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and yeah, why he would go along with it? Be like, I'm not going to remember any of this, and it's like, no, but you're going to be alive, I guess. <laughs> like, wait, okay, no way. So here's what I thought. I actually thought this did make sense. I thought they how beamed, okay. They I, beamed, no, I want to hear it. Okay, they beamed them back the moment after they had been beamed out. So, yes. But that, then the plane is, would have been destroyed still. That's somehow, he would have died. Some, no, but it wasn't because the Enterprise was never there because they had, it had never it was never there. But, but it if it was, was never there, then why was he ever beamed out? Right. I don't know. It made more sense before. Now you're working holes. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> well, no, because that is one way to read it. That you could say, like, well, as long as we replace you at the exact time. That's what I thought. They, yeah. But then it still doesn't solve the problem but that he has his memories. it still doesn't solve the problem. Yeah. You still have, the they both getting... still have the memories of that. Yep. It wouldn't no, erase their well, memories. Yeah, but somehow it, it, they don't because it never <laughs> happened. <laughs> But, so the, but it, it did happen to the time... See, this is why... Okay, time travel stories are hard. Yeah, time travel stories are very <laughs> difficult to write. Um, right there with you, Abby. And, like, this this trope... I love this trope. Um, the idea oh, yeah. that you go... That you... some reason, you go back in time. And, again, it doesn't matter how they did it. They could have just been like, oh, no, we flew into something, which is essentially what they did. Back in time. Um, Whatever. And then the first thing you do is you, like, see something in distress, and you instinctively try to save it. Um, and then repercussions right right and that's a great great trope but the problem is 
that there's not many ways out of it without men in black pens mm-hmm. um, or like screwing or up the future ha- time paradoxes and screwing right. up the future like, ta- yeah those are the two paradoxes or you rem- or the people who are who are affected actually remember yeah there's not really a, unless yeah. you men in black them there is not a way to erase the memory of it happening mm-hmm. like there because some version of that person is always going to exist to remember what happened yep even if you end up with two different people because they get into two different timelines because of you know you know yeah, there are many. Yeah, this this was not, this was a poor execution of time travel <laughs> because the time travel logic doesn't make sense. So they have to forget because of reasons. Mm-hmm. And then, did any of that slingshotting around the sun make sense while we're on the topic of things? No. Oh God, no. Okay. Because they, they, the way I saw it was they started flying towards the sun, so time went backwards, and then when they started yeah. flying away from it, time went forward. It's like yeah, they Superman too did. That's just a regular move you do. Like, you, you, you fly at these speeds all the time, and like, sure, if you're gravitationally slingshotting, yeah. you can maybe go faster. But I don't think they could go faster than warp using slingshot, right? Um, the angle they would have to do it would be right. Th- the speed that you were approaching the sun um, would define the angle at which you could slingshot out without essentially flying into the sun somehow, right? The sun's only so massive, even though it's massive. Also, I don't know how the chronometer would be accurate. Sure. Yeah. Like I laughed no, at that for like why 10 would minutes. it know? Why would it know? Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a trope, right? That's like one of those uh crazy tropes. And you could say like mm, maybe it's measuring the distance between stars or something weird, stellar drift, all sorts of things. Yeah. The age of the sun. No, that's you ancient could, though. That's, that's a, from like HG Wells, the time yeah, machine, right? Yeah, right. That is from HG Wells, the time machine that you would have a dial that spins <laughs> and says this is yes. your time. Um, I don't think that, I think that trope's important to have in there, even though it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Like, I'm fine if you have a science fiction establishment where, you know, it doesn't, the science part is very light and it's more almost fantasy rather than science fiction. Like, have a chronometer, sure, make that work. I don't care, whatever. But in Star Trek, I'm like, how? Well, sure. How does this work? And I think even the, well, just Futurama is a, good example right since it parodies star trek so frequently but um yes. right they have time travel episodes where uh one of the best ones is they're they're popping microwave uh, metal in a microwave uh when a supernova goes off and then <laughs> those two things hit each other and they go back in time and it's like that's stupid and dumb um but you just like say it once and don't linger on it and you're like yeah i guess that makes sense fine mm-hmm. um it's when you linger on this like oh we're gonna fly towards the sun and we have to do the thing we did in reverse, and then we're going to drop this guy back off in time as we're flying. Um, also, can, yeah, they, can they teleport at warp? Because that's something that... Apparently they can. Because <laughs> that's something that um, It's a big come up... problem later. It does not come mm-hmm. up until the Calvin timeline uh, of the movies, I believe. Yeah. And it yes. is, like, game-changing. Right? Yep. It is universe-destroying uh, yep. when you can teleport at warp. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> the fact that they could just casually do it here um, is also it's totally fine. Also, it all works it. out. It's totally fine. And we don't murder anyone in this episode. <laughs> Wait, does any nobody dies? Right? No, nobody. Dies. No, nobody dies except for I'm pretty sure they do by by teleporting into old versions of themselves. Oh, sure, somebody dies. Right, there are like, four I'm of sorry. them, and then they get away with two. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, I I, I just can't. A version of themselves dies. Well, speaking yes. of almost dying though, once again. Shouldn't they be bracing for impact? <laughs> they never do, though. 
Yes, but this one is another really, really bad bridge shake, you guys. And oh yeah, again, again, when Kirk uh, during that last scene is like, "By the way, Spock, do you have all these readings and calculations to return the guard and Christopher?" Really, you didn't think to like check on that beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's like two yeah. seconds before, and Spock's luckily like, "Oh yeah, I got it." <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why they never brace themselves or have seatbelts or something. Because, I mean, you start the episode with everyone on the floor. Like, <laughs> I, I, Alternative take here. Maybe Spock realizes that Kirk's never just going to let him kill these two, which is what needs to happen. <laughs> and so he just puts the coordinates and as they're flying around the sun, beams them into the sun and says, you know oh, what? Took that. I'm fine with it. It says that. Because that honestly makes that. more sense. It, does. It, it makes more sense because then, you know, if you're if you're going back in time to fix the timeline to make it never happen, then there are two versions of the people that you ended up on your ship that they will never know it never happened because it didn't happen for them. And then you have these two people, so beam them into the sun, and they're dead, but they're still alive because or, you, or you just bring them along. Like, you bring them along as companions, right? That's like right. how most exactly. of the doctors' companions <laughs> Same, come. come it's around. true. That's very true. Um, but yeah, but they've already established that they don't want to be there. The so. way they need to stop it, right, is to stop themselves the second they get there. Yes, um, which from yeah. can't inter- happen. Interfering with the plane, right? Um, right. Again, they could create some interesting time paradoxes and be like, "Well, what if we do fly back and then destroy ourselves when we first get there? Um, does that destroy us?" Um, that's an interesting thing to discuss. Yeah, but they I don't think anyone has read a time travel story and they did not know about time paradoxes. And, and so... let's be fair, right? This is this is the Star Trek has a lot of time travel stuff and um to I will say to your point though, Abby, there was still a lot of time travel stories written um yes, that predate in the sixties. Yes, um, there are plenty. Many, many in the golden age sci fi. <laughs> um but this is still, you know, this is probably some of the earlier T V attempts at this. Maybe. But I mean, who had been on already for a couple of years? Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Who had definitely been on for? But wait, what, yeah, in the U.S. Who? I mean, oh, it I mean, existed. It was, it was culturally known, I would imagine. Yeah, I would think so. It had been on. If you were writing for a sci-fi show, you would know that Doctor Who existed. Yeah, but you might not have seen a lot of the episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying that it was like super well known, but it still existed and was a thing. <laughs> it was a thing that happened. Yeah, sixty three. I was right. So I mean, it had still been a thing for several years at this point, where at least time travel stories were were known. And ugh, anyway, it doesn't matter. This was a weird episode. I'm not a huge fan of it. <laughs> Time paradoxes. Well, so that's the trick, right? Time travel is kind of almost the antagonist of this episode, right? It's the thing that comes Time closest, is the antagonist right? of this episode. Like, time travel is the thing that almost gets them killed. Or is yeah. actively trying to kill them throughout the episode. True. Um, so the question is, do you look at it and say, time travel is one of the most dangerous things they ever face because it could destroy them? Or do you look at it and say, well... Um, they did whatever they wanted, and um, this was Everything super easy. They, Everything they a, ended up peachy keen, literally, absolutely, perfectly in the end. They just had to like fly around the sun and no problems, right? Um, is time travel super dangerous or just like super simple? It's a lot more dangerous in latter episodes, 
and in latter yeah. series. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We have yet However, to learn anyone... I think DC Fontana might be a time traveler because she uh, accurately predicted the date of the moon launch. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I thought that was weird. <laughs> yeah, they they say on the sh- on the um, in the episode when they're radioing about moon launch, you know, uh, moon launch going to happen, blah blah blah, on July sixteenth at, at six a.m. Um, the only thing she got wrong was the time. <laughs> Because it happened at 9.32 a.m. on July 16th, 1969. Or do you guys think that might have been because those people were huge nerds? Hmm. What do you mean? Like, they made it that date to match Star Trek. I mean, that's always possible. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. It is it's, a possibility, it's, right? It is Guys, a possibility. how can we but... get information on that? I mean, it would, you still have had the right weather, weather conditions and have everything line up. But, I mean, if they were in the ballpark, uh, if they were plus or minus two, three days, it's possible that somebody could have said, hey, let's do it this day. <laughs> possible i I don't know that it's probable but it's possible anything's possible but yeah dc fontana can predict the future the end but not write her way out of a time travel but not write a time travel story (laughs) that's true no there really aren't a lot of time travel episodes in tos especially compared to like voyager or there's what three or four Besides City on the Edge in this one, and then the the fourth movie. I feel like there's at least one other episode, but I'm not remembering what it is, so. Because Mirror Mirror is Dimensions. Yeah. But there could be a terrible one, I'm just not remembering. Yeah, exactly. Naked Time, Tomorrow's Yesterday, City on the Edge of Forever, Assignment Earth, and All Our Yesterdays. Oh. Wait, Naked Time? It's a time. That's not a time travel. That's not a time travel. It says it is. No. On Wikipedia, it says it is. <laughs> That's Someone why you can't that trust Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> Naked Time is the one where um, they get infected by that virus. Yeah. And then Naked Now is the... Um, she wrote that one, too, I believe. The the T and G that um, basically just copies it. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Naked Time was supposed to be um, the first part of a... Of um, a two-part series that ended in Tomorrow is Yesterday. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. That. oh. So that may see. be what they're kind of... That would be interesting that at the end of an episode, their solution is they ac- they accidentally have to time travel and then you start this episode. That would be great. Yeah, if there was any continuity in this series. Oh, well, it, the, the, it's considered a time travel episode because at the end of Naked Time... Their their solution sent the ship back seventy one hours in time. Oh that yeah, that's so? right. And then they have to mm-hmm. be like quiet for three days. Yeah, I remember that. Good point. Good point. Well, that's that, now we're that we're on all these other episodes. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> which we clearly want to be talking maybe about. Just, we could be done with the one we're talking about. Well, so where do we put where do we put on the list of antagonists? Time. Time. Are we just putting it? <laughs> Or is it the U.S. Air Should Force? Should it just be? <laughs> okay, so look, I'm, I'm, we, we've largely been talking about these three groups. Like we've got superhumans, like Mitchell. We got these alien powers, like Kalos, and then we got the regular humans. Um, we have not talked <laughs> much about. Where do we about, put abstract well, concepts? No, no. But we haven't talked much about um, the group at the top. That's even higher than Mitchell, which is world destroyers, like the Doomsday Machine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say that time travel goes in world destroyers, right? Because they could have easily be good with that. destroyed the world. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, that well, they could have destroyed more than the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, universe the future. destroyers. They, they could have destroyed the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is it basically at the top of our list, even I though no one dies? Time. Right? It has yeah. To, it's, it has to be. It, it, it kind of has to be. It's, the Doomsday Machine can destroy planets, but yeah, I think time travel, time time travel mm. but paradoxes um, etc time problematic time paradoxes that they don't have to worry about for some reason but i would argue <laughs> kind of the opposite because for example in the fourth movie time travel actually saves the world i think well i think it's the it's the whole it could yeah, you know like, i think it's yeah. the potential i mean in because um, not all of our villains actually do anything that terrible like the spores the spores are just great sure. like in in it, like in Counter at Farfpoint, Q could destroy the entire human race. <laughs> like he doesn't. Um, to go back to like a Q yeah. example, but he's still like would be really high up there on the list of villains because he's super powerful and could destroy everything. Yeah. Well, I don't to. know. So have we been judging our villains based on what they could do or what they do do? I think largely what they could. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Because we we are um, what's his face in the box the Kalos yeah. We've yeah, been, been... he's pretty high, and he didn't do anything bad. He was fine. Okay, all right. Then, okay, I'm okay with time travel. Being I think it's the, the potential of evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Are we going to pick from the real live hat that I can see? I mean, I was going to play bingo first, but sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Chelsea just doesn't want to do it because she thinks we never win. We're not going <laughs> to win, and I don't like this game This anymore. has a lot of tropes. There are tons of tropes. No, okay, I vote no. <laughs> I have two. I have two clarifiers. Okay. Wait, so, Paul has to um, vote yes or no. I mean, if you're saying no, I- I'll say yes because I mean, I want to get one, and this this is a pretty trope heavy episode. <laughs> um, uh, so on the on the sheet we have Uhura says, says hailing frequencies open, and in this she says frequency open do we count it yes it's in the spirit of it yeah that's in the spirit okay all right yeah i kind of, i kind of thought so too but i was gonna ask um and the other thing is since they're time traveling their communicators do not work <laughs> but does that count um but their, their communicators, communicators actually work. do work they're not able to get to star that's true yeah that's so true. communication doesn't work communication but... doesn't work all right whatever yeah. Yes, I'd, I'd so say no. no on that one. That's fine. I don't care. Um, yeah, that was it. That was the only clarifiers I had. But um, yeah, so several tropes, but no bingo. Oh. We have Captain's Log. There's recurring actor. The bridge shakes a whole Big lot. Time. There's the Vulcan neck pinch twice. And Uhura says hailing frequencies are open. So we do have several. They're just not in a an order on the sheet that make us get a bingo. <laughs> I accept it. See, Chelsea, you won. So now can you just leave me my bingo and <laughs> let me keep doing it? Because no, I enjoy it. This is stupid. I don't care. We're going to keep doing it because I like it. <laughs> I, mean, I like it. I give it a four. I'm there with Abby. Four out of five. With bingo again. No, four out of a hundred. <laughs> don't care. Going to keep doing it. All right, where's the hat? I at least want to see the me. real life hat. All right, let's see it's a top if I get an episode that's not in in season one. <laughs> I feel like we've watched so albums. many season one episodes. Yeah, we have. 
Aha, let's see. Which one is this? <laughs> we would like to know. I forgot. Um, all right. Well, we are not in season one. We are in season two. And at the end of season, near the end of season two, we are um, season two, episode 23, The Omega Glory. Responding to a distress signal, Kirk finds Captain Tracy of the USS Exeter violating the Prime Directive and interfering yeah. with a war between the Yangs and the Comms to find the secret of their longevity. I have no memory of this. I have definitely <laughs> seen this episode. I know I've seen it because I've seen them all, but I do not remember what this episode is. I can't remember either. I can't remember if this is terrible or not. I kind of think this is a good episode, too, for some weird reason, but I don't remember. And now I'm looking at pictures from it, and I still don't really remember it. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Oh, I kind of remember that part. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be... We'll, we'll figure this out. It, we'll watch it, yep. and then we'll talk about it like we always do. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if we remember it right now or not. That is our weekly plan. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally what we do. Thank you for the recap. You're welcome. I just want to let our listeners know at all as we record this hour. Let's see. What episode is it for us? Our 22nd episode. It is our 22nd episode or 21st episode. And I just want to let our listeners know what the plan is for the podcast. Well, you could tell people you could start at episode one or you could start at episode 21 and, you know, you get there. It'll be the same thing. It'll all be fine. It'll all be fine, you guys. All right. So let's just move on. Um, next time, it's the Omega Glory. Uh, go ahead and watch it or don't and then listen to us talk about it. But definitely listen to us talk about it, whether you watch the episode or not, because we're awesome. So uh, awesome. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at at Beam3. Instagram is 3 to Beam Up. Uh, and then Facebook is 3 to Beam Up. Our page there is probably where we do most of our stuff tell um, your friends tell your friends to listen if you're listening yeah and subscribe please uh for numbers reasons uh and we will see you next time with the omega glory <laughs>